Dale gas, dale gas. Yo no juego cuando trato con dinero. Dale gas, dale gas, dale gas. Olvídese del viejo, soy el nuevo. Dice que me quiere dar un beso, que me quiere dar todo eso. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Undisputed Hater Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus, otherwise known as Middle Initial T. Um, welcome to episode four. Um, thank you to my first-time listeners. Thank you to everybody that supported me so far, everybody that will support me. I appreciate you. You guys mean a lot to me, and I'm excited for what we got going on tonight. So we have um, my very first female on this podcast, my very first female guest. You know her as Russell Bay. You see her all over Twitter. She's the one you know who makes the wrestling merch. We got Young Littlefoot in the building. Alexis, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you? I can't complain. I'm sitting outside of my porch drinking a Stella because beer. Kind, is Stella cider? No, 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 no. Stella Artois. Stella Artois. Uh, the beer, not the cider. The cider is pretty good though. The cider is fire. Surprising. Very fire. I used to I drink can't. the cider all the time um, when I was going to Nats games. Haven't had a cider in a while, though. The cider is really good. If you haven't had it, you have to try it. Hey, tell the people, if they need the cider, make them get the cider. What is your favorite the liquor? Time, the first time I had that cider, I was in Dublin, Ireland. And I was like, whoa, what is this? Because I don't, I don't like beer at all. Uh-huh. Um, there's like only a one specific beer that I do drink. Um, and it's a local company here in Kentucky mm-hmm. um, called Country Country Boy. Okay. Uh, but other than that, uh, my favorite drink, like liquor. Yeah, your favorite liquor. Uh, ooh. <laughs> I, I have, okay, I have two. I have a top, yeah, I have a, two choices that I usually go for. Okay. So I like, me- I like Mezcal, which is uh, a tequila, and it's like smoky. Um, okay. And I like Hennessy, of course. So. Hey, you, know, you can't tell the people you like Hennessy, man. They say they don't like, you know, they don't like our people. So surprisingly, what? everybody, every surprisingly, everybody got Hennessy about there in one fell swoop because you know a couple of people said that they don't like Hennessy or they don't support Hennessy no more. So now you know. When did Hennessy ever say they don't like black people? <laughs> look, man, they don't. They didn't support our people. Support who? Hey, they didn't support the people that mattered. You know, when uh, Duce Palooza was formerly known as Henny Palooza, uh, they didn't right. get that they sponsor. sponsor yeah. Okay. yeah. That doesn't mean they don't like black people. It just means that hey, like, man. Tennessee, Tennessee doesn't really sponsor that many people until, I mean, a lot of liquors don't really sponsor events like that. That, that name is named after the event. Right. I get, I mean, I understand from a, like, a business standpoint, but also, I mean, Ducey's black owned and it was a smart move on Ducey's part. I know Hennessy is probably like fuck we should have right. now. But you also too, you never know. Like everything you do is a, a liability. It definitely you, is. You you weigh your like you weigh a lot on the line when it you, definitely you is. sponsor events like that. Mm-hmm. Especially events that you never know what the crowd is gonna be like because it's in a different city every time. Yeah, I, I know as a uh, former Henny Palooza veteran, back in those days, it was a wild time. It was a wild time. And I was having a conversation with uh, one of my homeboys the other day um, about how, um, you know, it's not like it used to be. 
and that is partially because they are sponsored by Duce now, and that that brand wouldn't be able to take some of the things that I know to have happened, you know, way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like it, it would be a crazy time. It would be a crazy time. But, I've never been to Henny Palooza though, but or Duce Palooza now. So I I wish, hopefully in the future I can go. I yeah, want I haven't went to one either. I told Kaz, I was like, y'all need to do a wrestling theme one. Like, either bring it during no, WrestleMania weekend or something, which we kind of have one, but it's Wally Mania. So. How is Wally Mania? I've never actually been to one. I've seen, I've seen the photos. You know, I've seen it, and I've always wanted to go. I just never never been able to make it out there. So how, how is it? How is the atmosphere? Like, how, how is everything there? I've been to two, and I've been to two completely different ones. Um, the first one I went to was in New Orleans, uh, WrestleMania 34. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Wally Mania 4? Yes, because this last one was the fifth one. Um, and then that was cool. Um, that was the first one I paid for uh, myself. Right. I paid a lot, a lot of money to get in. Um, but I had, like, the VIP pass, so you were, like, there was, like, a backstage area ish where you could mingle with uh the talent that was there and that was really cool mm-hmm. and that was like very early beginnings of my brand um but of course i knew kaz from twitter shout out to kaz um and we of course chopped it up i think i think that might have been yeah that was our, actually our first time meeting in person we had only been friends on twitter um and that was our first time meeting in person uh, but that was really cool the energy is always really cool at that one um, and then, of course, the very next year, I was working the merch booth and I was selling my merch there. So it's I've had like two different, completely different experiences at Wallerini. I've been there as just like as a party goer mm-hmm. and I've been there actually working. So it's fun on both aspects. And the people you meet, you get to see basically all different wrestlers from all different brands, um, and all different scenes. TNA and and the Indies, WWE, and you get to see them out out of a a different element, you know? Right. Because everybody's used to going to like autograph signings and seeing, but you really see your favorite wrestlers turning up and it's cool. And of course, it's the only event you can actually hear rap music at during WrestleMania week. So why not? Why not do it? Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. With your with your merch, how how is that going? I know you put out a lot of shirts out there. You know you do a lot of things. What started you? You know with uh, wanting to make merch and put that out there for the people. It's crazy because I never really wanted to make merch. Like, well, I, okay, let me not say that. So I've always <laughs> wanted to be a fashion designer. That was like the first occupation. You know, like when you say, "Oh, when I grow up, I want to be." my the first job I wanted to have was a fashion designer I would draw little sketches of like different types of clothes and stuff like that and that was cool uh, and then I went to college for journalism and merchandising of her own textiles which was a fashion design major mm-hmm. it was really a fashion merchandising major but I've always been tied to streetwear been tied to fashion um really been into it um it's like clothes but I always like Notice myself only wanting to buy the vintage wrestling t-shirts right uh, the ones with the crazy designs that they were doing back in the 90s and early 2000s and um of course um 
Kanye had dropped Pablo and he was doing all the crazy Pablo merch. Right. Uh, the Life of Pablo merch. And I made an Undertaker shirt for myself after Undertaker lost to Roman Reigns at that WrestleMania. I think that was 31, 32, something like that. One 30. It was 32, I believe. Yeah, that, make, that sounds about right. Yeah, because it was super close to... Because I think I missed... Yeah, because I missed... Was that the one? That was the one that was in... I can't remember, but I remember it was after uh, Undertaker lost. Um, yeah, he lost He lost to Brock, and then he came back and beat Bray the next year. Uh, I want to say, and then he lost to uh, to Roman again, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not looking it up right mm-hmm. now because I don't care enough, but also I think yeah. I'm correct. It was one of the mirrors. Undertaker, I know Undertaker lost, and it was a big match. Um, and I, I, um, I made a basically a I feel like Taker shirt that was ripped from the I feel like Pablo mm-hmm. uh, merch. Um, and I sat on the shirt for a little bit, and I wore it to a Travis Scott concert, and I took pictures in it at this dope like fairground um, at the concert, and. I posted it on Twitter and the shirt went viral a little bit. So, and everybody was like, where do I get this shirt? And I was like, well, I made it for myself. Only two people have one, me and the homie that printed the shirt for me. Uh, so, but the tweet was go- getting so many responses. And I'm like, this is an opportunity to make money. And I ain't about to n- just say no and have people go out and make their own. Yeah, you can't, so, miss, the, can't miss that chance. <laughs> so I went and I did it and I dropped a few and it, they did pretty well. A few notable people uh, bought one, and then um, it got to this girl Stella, who is a former firm, uh, former WWE makeup artist, but now she's an AEW makeup artist, the head makeup artist at AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Stella. She's cool, and she's cool with um, Danielle, who's formerly known as Summer Rae, and then she's also cool with uh, Sasha Banks. So I sent her one to see if it would get more eyes on it. Um, and Sasha ended up seeing it, and Danielle ended up seeing it, and they were like, we want one. Uh, so I sent them one, and then when Sasha wore it, it blew up again. Um, Makes sense. So, um, yeah. So that, that's, that's how that's... that started, and then I just kept making more shirts after that. I like it. I like it. I like it. Well, the reason I ask is I'm just trying to gauge your opinion on like what you feel about, you know, the merch that AEW has, the WWE has. Like, do you feel as though that's something that we need more, you know, diversity in? Because the reason I'm asking this is, you know, the Street Profits just released a shirt that, mm-hmm. you know, is very similar to something we would see the Hot Boys wear or, you know, mm-hmm. No Limit Soldiers wear. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. that's not something that white people came up with. Ain't no way in hell. They wouldn't. They they wouldn't. You know, down for uh, that. So I'm just. Well, white people probably seen it in an urban outfitters, uh, or ga- like or like. First of all, the gas station tee, the hood, the pen and pixel type tees have all like. That's the airbrush tees, the, like, the airbrush skull tees. Yeah, the, those have been. That's been a tr- trend for like the last few years. So all mm-hmm. those type of tees with different type of current artists have been doing it. So of course they they do follow trends a little bit. Right. Uh, so I, I'm gonna tell you now, somebody black definitely did not do that. 
but uh, they got their idea from somebody black, of course. But I feel like, do I feel like they need more diversity in the room? Yes. Um, but diversity, not just black and white, mm-hmm. diversity across the board, like men, women, all types of races. You don't need to just white people in the lab cooking up shirts. Black people graphic design too. Yeah. Latinos graphic Most design too, you know? Most so, but then of course, if you have diversity in the room, what happened to uh, your boy Jordan Miles wouldn't, wouldn't have happened. So, yeah. of course, everybody needs, everybody needs, somebody that's a second set of eyes is what I like to call it mm-hmm. uh, to be like eh, that looks a little it looks a little off look, you might it looks wanna... a little racist to me right you might you might want to fix that I, what, what, did, what did you think when you initially saw that whole you know situation happening because that was that was a very big thing like and it, it came sort of kind of out of left field like everybody saw the initial tweet, we saw the initial shirt, and saw that you know he had a problem with, it and everybody else agreed with him. But you know, after a couple hours, after the next day, you know he starts getting on Twitter and letting his feelings off, and it just it it makes you wonder like, how long was he sitting on this? Did he know about this prior? Did he really know that you know that this was going to be what the shirt was? Like, wh- what do you think about that? It was clear as day that that shirt represented, like, it was clear blackface. Right. The logo was meant to be a smile. It was meant to be red lips and mm-hmm. big-ass white teeth on a black shirt, meaning it's on a black person's face. Agreed. Like, first of all, nobody's lips is red, bright-ass red, unless you got red lipstick on. Like, you could have made um like, pink or a reddish pink or, like, an infrared. Like, you could have made that look a lot more different than you could and then too like i saw a tweet that said the shirt being blackface is one thing but you can just tell it's a representative representation of how they see jordan miles which is just a black dude that smiles all the time and i was like well yeah that's definitely probably their mindset but going into it like no like and especially like y'all didn't y'all didn't learn from gucci y'all didn't learn from the the fendi thing like, come on, like, and these are instances, like, the Gucci thing happened, what, this year? Yeah. Like, late last year, like. Yeah, it was, it was definitely racist, definitely within the past year. <laughs> so, I'm I'm not understanding how they, you know, let that slip like, up. I, I, but my thing is, WWE is not the first brand to, to, to do this. And unfortunately, I hate to say it, but they're not, definitely not going to be the last. Uh, unless you diversify. Uh, your corporate settings because it's one thing to have you know diversity on the talent side but it's clear that they don't have any diversity or representation on the corporate end of WWE and that's that's more alarming to me than not having black talent I can agree I can agree there I can agree there most definitely It, it really makes you wonder like whether they're act- actively doing something to, you know, fix this problem. Like, because we see that they are a very, you know, diverse group as far as, you know, their wrestlers and, and you know, what they put out there. But where it really matters is the suits. And, and they definitely don't have enough of us, enough minorities, enough women, you know, in those type of positions. Correct. And it's, and it's clear. Again, you wouldn't have these problems if you did. 
Right. But the the only issue I I didn't have an issue with Jordan Mouse um bringing attention to it. I think a lot of people's things uh, were why didn't you say something sooner? And I was like, well, you don't know if he said something sooner. He probably did, and nothing happened. So now what everybody does these days, they bring it to social media to draw attention, to make change, you know? And I think that was his his mindset behind it, the reason why he tweeted it, uh, to get people's eyes on it, to see that something is desperately wrong here in the WWE, and I'm going to be the first person to say something about it because a lot of people, we, we're coming off a year that we just had t- the first African champion. Like, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. People, people, people kill me with the, uh, oh, WWE hates black people, but y'all have, they, being a champion doesn't mean that racism is ended. Like, I'm sorry. It definitely does. That's right. He did. He's he was dead ass right. The Hulk Hogan thing, Hulk Hogan being back in the WWE was a slap in the face of black people. I say it all the time. I said it on the Wrestling with Stereotypes two panel. You know, this man literally said it out of his mouth, and it's like I said, it's not the N word that sealed it. He said word for word, "I am a racist." Yeah. You can't. You can't say I'm a racist and then, oh, I apologize for saying that. No, I you mean, said And then, like, too, like, think about it. Like, when do people stop being racist? Like, I've never met a racist that is like, I'm not racist no more. I'm cool. <laughs> never. <laughs> like, when, just, people can it, find me when I'm Racism is just not a disease that you can just cure. Like, racism is taught. And Hulk Hogan's, what, 70, 80 years old. Yeah. Like, he's way past the 80s to where like, it can be unlearned. You can't reverse it. Mm-hmm. He's, he's set in his ways. He's been taught that as a child seven years ago. Like, you're not going to get him to change his mind. And what, what, he was gone for what, three years, four years? That's yeah. not. And now he's just no. back everywhere. He's back everywhere. One thing that got me about, um, you know, Miles' comments, and it, it, this is something that you said uh, not too long ago, was, you know, you don't know if he said something beforehand. And that really makes me wonder if he did say something beforehand, because when you look at it, you can look at it one of two ways. You can look at it as, okay, he's just coming out here airing this shit out because he don't got no fucking sense, or he's actually frustrated because he has mm-hmm. said something before and now you don't have no choice because he, his hand has been forced. So it really makes you that's think exactly about... That's exactly what it looked like to me. That's exactly what, mm-hmm. it, what it came off as. And the only people that didn't see that were the people that didn't want to see it. Like, it's clear that he's frustrated. Like, he's basically saying, y'all come look at this shit because this is wild. Like, that's basically what his first initial tweet was. What I don't agree with, and this is why I have the utmost respect for Titus O'Neil, is he was wilding. So he did that. He came off. And it could have been that he was hot about the response that he was getting because white people was in, and, and trolls was in his mentions tearing his ass up. Right. Calling all types of racist or all types of – woo, it was wild. His, uh, God, his mentions was OD. Mm-hmm. Um, or it could have been, you know – the backlash that he probably got behind the scenes, because uh, he does work there. Uh, that's that he does. Thing. Like, so he definitely probably got some heat uh, from his boss off that. Um, 
don't I can't speak I don't really know I don't know you know they did work together uh, but the Jay Lethal situation you didn't have to have to do that but you know he still has feels I was confused that, that was that, uh, that was loud. that was very unnecessary why do you feel the need to to you know throw that shot at him and like you said what Titus said about um you know, if if it's really for the culture, why are you attacking people in that culture? Because you feel a person, yeah. you know, a certain way about that. And I, I spoke about this on um another podcast that I was on uh earlier this week. Whereas if you feel as though Jay Lethal is an Uncle Tom, do you feel that way about uh Stokely Hathaway, about uh Velveteen Dream, about uh, the thing King is Sp- like that's that's different though because we don't know what Jay Lethal's doing behind the scenes. Like wrestling, I, no, I'm not gonna say that that he, what he said is right, but like I said, he's seen other things that we as we we look at wrestling from a looking glass. These people work together, they travel together, they together more than anything. So he might have seen Jay Lethal do some stuff that was Uncle Tom Ish. I don't know, but. You still, you don't have to do all that, bro. We don't. We first of all, the fans don't need to know all that. That's why there's a curtain, and that's that's the line you draw between the fans and the talent. Mm-hmm. That's 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 just that's something that should have stayed behind the scenes. Like I said, I've been a fan of Jay Lethal all my life. I ain't need to know that. Uh, yeah, I, I understand that. I understand that. It, it just, I really hope that this is one of those situations that. It doesn't, you know, resolve itself quickly. It doesn't get pushed under the rug. I hope that it actually comes to a clean and clear resolution because this is this isn't something that is just, you know, people are going to forget about those of us who who live this life as, you know, black people, as minorities, we aren't going to forget. So I don't I, I don't think that they should just, you know, try to cover our eyes with with you know, a veil or some shit to get us to forget about it. I hope that they do uh, do what they need to do to handle this accordingly. Yeah, and NXT is supposed to be, like, different. Like, we're not have, supposed to have the same issues in NXT that we have, you know, in WWE. Of course, it's all under the same WWE umbrella, but it's like NXT is supposed to be the progressive form of WWE so to see that these things that's going on across the board it's like I'm looking at Triple H crazy Mm -hmm. I'm looking at Hero Dog crazy like I'm looking at everybody crazy behind the scenes of NXT because I'm like what are y'all doing like this is supposed to be the progressive show this ain't supposed to be the the slavery show (laughs) oh man that is something that you know we can like we can literally just only hope for the best. Like you said, it, it is supposed to be the the progressive brand. If you look at it NXT and then you look at the quote unquote main roster, you see that there are two, you know, totally different worlds essentially. Two totally different worlds. Mm-hmm. You got you got one that seems more in tune with the people, more in tune with doing things differently, with doing things progressively and then you have a raw and a smackdown which has had the same you know the same framework since their inceptions 
And that was, you know, Raw's been around for, what, 25, 30 years? SmackDown's been around for mm-hmm. 20 years or something. So mm-hmm. we can only we can only hope that it gets better. I do want to ask you, um, as a as a black woman, how do you feel about wrestling as it is today? Do you wish that you know it was like this when you know when you were younger? Do you feel like it's still in the same place? Do you feel like it's gonna get a lot better? Like what what do you what do you uh, think? Um, I definitely don't think it being like this when I was younger, it wouldn't have the same impact. Like seeing the you know, Jazz and Jacqueline doing their things and knowing that there was a limit and there was way many white girls than it was black girls on the show. I mean, that probably is something that sparked Sasha Banks, you know? She's a woman of color and she's doing her thing now. I I think every era has their spark to spark people to want to be in this business. Um, And now, you know, the girls, little girls growing up now, have Sasha Banks to look up to. They have Naomi to look up to. Bianca Belair is doing her thing in NXT. They have her, her to look up to. Right. Um, I do all, always think that there is room for more. Um, there definitely shouldn't be like, oh, well, y'all have three black girls. It's cool. Um, you know, there definitely should be more. And Bianca Belair should definitely be NXT Women's Champion by now. But, you know, I'm going to trust the process. Look, we can only trust the process. We can only trust the process with that because that shit has pissed me off. Like that is really angering the fuck out of me. She is arguably the best woman's wrestler on that brand. She has a very good character. Why has she not been champion yet? I have not a fucking clue. I have not a fucking clue. Don't know. Can't tell you. Um, but I, I am proud of the progress that I've seen, especially since watching wrestling when I was nine to now um, it's been a change and you can see that you can only hope for more change Um, again change is not going to happen overnight as well Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm happy I'm happy where we are right now Uh, I think there's a lot of girls coming up there's a lot of girls on the indies that a lot of girls can look up to and I, I didn't really have the indies, like, when I was a kid to look into. Like, I don't think nobody now, knew what since the internet, you you have access to everything. So you can see what's going on in indies right. scrolling on your timeline. So you can see girls, you know, down in Texas doing their thing or, you know, down the doing their thing. Right. And pretty much across across all, all, all 50 states doing their thing. Like, so I think it's, you have more look at now which is great you have more options which is great um but i'm just happy for everybody i'm happy happy for women right now just period that's uh, that's good i know that um we, we we were talking before you know the podcast went live and you mentioned you don't watch the saudi shows and what was what was good about today was they actually had um natalia and Lacey evans fight and it actually got a good reception. It actually got a good reception. You could tell that they were they were doing something, you know, good. Now, I want to know personally why is it you don't watch the Saudi shows? Is it something in your beliefs? Is it 
you just don't rock with them? Like, what is it? It's definitely a blood money pay per view. I'm not with it. Um, <laughs> again, I majored in journalist uh, journalism in college, so the the cover up of the killing of journalists. What was it? What two years ago? A year ago? Yeah, something um, like that. That's really what happened. That's really what had me like, yeah, Saudi Arabia is wild. Um, and then we went to to Saudi Arabia like right after that, and I'm like, yo, y'all just gonna ignore what's going on? Like, nobody sees. Like, so, um, but I'm glad they had a good show. And then also too, no women being on, being on the card and, and the sexism that was that was kind of like I really don't have any reason to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then too, I just don't think the cards have been that good. Like. And plus they, they really have go on, and they go on midday. Like people are at work. Like, yeah, I I had to skip class today. If my professor is listening, I didn't really skip class. I was actually at home um, with my child. But yeah, I definitely had to skip class to watch it, and it's kind of crazy because it's like it's Thursday at one o'clock, and we have a whole fucking pay per view. This was never yeah. like this would never even be thought of like when we were growing up. So it's kind of crazy, but yeah. I, de- and I that it's definitely a dope concept. I would like to see them go more places. Like, like I think the Beast in the East con- concept was a, like my favorite, like overseas show that they've done on the network. That was I definitely wish one. They of would go back shows. to Japan again. I, I would get up at five a.m. to watch that, but I ain't most there. definitely. I just don't. It's one o'clock in the day. Like people got regular life. Like people at work. <laughs> people yeah, are at exactly. Work. Yeah. And like you said, it's it's not it's not that good of a card. Like all three or four of the shows so far haven't really been that good. Today's was decent, but also I'm only really saying it was decent because it turned out the way I wanted it to. Had Bray Wyatt lost, that would have been the worst show I've ever seen in my fucking life. But because he won, I'm gonna admit to a little bias because they. It's crazy because I I just got a Bray Wyatt uh, shirt test printed to launch tomorrow, um, so it's perfect timing that he's champion now. Because I was just gonna run it for Halloween anyway, but right. um, it didn't happen to work out. I'm very I'm very glad that they they finally let him win. I'm very glad they finally let him win because. Had he lost again, now you're in the same old brace cycle. With him winning, yes, SmackDown now currently has two champions, but you can fix that easily. Well, they have apparently they have a trade. Ross still has a trade from when they did the um, Alexa Bliss Nikki Cross trade. So yeah, I mean, like I said, I they coming out of that, they're gonna it's gonna. We just have to see on Monday. That's the thing. Like people are so mad because they are like, "But he's on SmackDown." And I, I was like, "Can y'all watch the product and see how it progresses?" Don't watch like the y'all, y'all, y'all want answers now, and it's like we still gotta get to tomorrow is SmackDown, so we will probably find out what's gonna happen tomorrow if y'all would just wait. Do you know how many people out? don't watch the product though? People love to complain about it, but not really watch the product. I don't know how many people I've heard complain about something, and then I go to talk with them about it, and I realize that you don't really watch the fucking product. You may look up, you may look up something online, or you may see something on Twitter, and then boom, 
that's your that's your opinion right there. You don't really watch the product. You don't understand, you know, that something has been setting up for weeks in advance or months in advance. You don't understand these things because you don't really watch the product. And that's a lot of wrestling fans today. They don't really watch the product. And you can really tell yeah. when you have these discussions and you have these things happen. You don't watch the product. Like the first match for um Crown Jewel today was Brock versus Kane Velasquez. Now, everybody fucking knows that Kane is just starting out to be a fucking wrestler. But you got people complaining about how bad the match was. When one, it really wasn't bad because it was good for what it was worth. They're, they're not going out there to put on a 15, 20, 30 minute fucking classic. That's not what that was for. It's setting up right. another angle with, with Brock and Ray. But you got people complaining, oh, they paid Kane all that money to do that. Yes. Yes. They can fucking do that. Right. They can do that. And it's not it's not for the match. It's for the angle with Brock and Ray. And if you don't see that, you don't watch the fucking product. Right. Who won? Brock won. Beat him with a Kamara uh, lock. It was uh, it, it was a fair like I said, it was good for what it was, and it sparked me to tweet that Brock really, when you think about it, he really is the best that has ever stepped in his ring because if you look at brock and you look at his body of work he can have a match with anybody literally anybody he can adapt to so many different styles and so many different time periods that it's like you really are good at what the fuck you do and so many people have hated him for so long because Oh, he would only wrestle five matches a year. When you the best at what the fuck you do, you can do that. You can do that. You look at when Brock came into this business, and what was that? Oh one, oh two. Brock wasn't yeah. just doing. Brock wasn't just doing five moves and keeping the fucking moving. He was giving you fucking. He, he was giving bangers, showing yeah. the whole repertoire, doing shit off the top rope, all all kinds of stuff. But then as time went along, he developed his character. He developed his, you know, his, his his style in the ring. He was able to evolve. Not many people are able to do that. So I've never understood the Brock hate. Never understood it. How can you look at that man yeah. and tell him he's not? I just don't like Brock Lesnar. Like I just I well, I like Brock Lesnar's early stuff and I mm-hmm. like his OVW stuff. Um, mm-hmm. just being from Kentucky and seeing that but now I think it's like okay we get it like you're Brock Lesnar you're gonna hold it down for us because we don't have any OGs um, I just I wish he, like him and Shelton ben- Benjamin's relationship goes back so far I mm. wish they would do more like instead of like sprinkling Shelton Benjamin in like every few months like I think they did it like one or two times. They did it one time recently, and then they did it another time. And I was like, mm, "I mean, y'all could do more with this, like, right? Do a tag match or something, like something. Just not have, you know, Sh- something come Sh- out Sh- and talk Sh- about how Sh- Sh- cool. that he really should have been a fucking world champ. Uh, but I've been saying this. I've I, I'm been I'm a certified Sean Benjamin. Five member. But 
this is the interesting thing about it. I think that he should have been a world champion off his in-ring talent alone. As far as his promo and his mic skills, I've only really felt that he was good when um, when he had the gold standard gimmick, when he had that yeah. gold. That was when he yeah. was at his best to me. That was when... I think that's when he should have been a champion. Right. If they'd have pulled the trigger right there, I'd have been completely fine. Because he he had everything that you could have wanted at that point in time. He had the edge. He had the in-ring stuff. He had the charisma. Like, he had everything that you would want. But they just never seemed to let him, like, run with it. And I don't understand why. Uh, I can tell you why. Well, we could tell you why. Like <laughs> we we know why why. It's just oh god, that's it's just it's, stupid. Yeah, it's exactly. Fucking, it's fucking retarded. It's fucking retarded. Like so many people have not reached the you know the level that they should have just simply because of their skin color, and it's so disappointing. So disappointing. So we're always, they're always the best athletes. Like every time on commentary, they're always the best athletes. Like they do that to Naomi all the time, and I'm like, well, if she's certified the best athlete, hands down, in the entire women's locker room on both Raw and SmackDown, why the hell has she only held a championship for not long? Like, and why did it take her nearly ten years to get one? When she's the first women's champion for SCW, which is their original developmental. Right. People forget that. And she's just fucking dope. Like, her character's dope. You can obviously sell merch if you want to off her. Same with Bianca Belair. Why is she the most athletic person in NXT but never been women's champion? Right. It's WWE is just... They're so... They're not as far behind as people would like to think, but they're still like far behind. I'm not going to sit up here and say that every champion in your company right now should be black. And we're the only people that should hold titles for like ever. But what I'm saying is, is that there, there shouldn't be a situation where, you know, we're still dealing with first such and such to hold this yeah, title that's why. in 2019. That's why. When you've had so many deserving people beforehand. There, there shouldn't be this but, issue. I mean, like, even the gap between Kofi and The Rock was, like, that was some years, bro. Like, regardless of, I know, I know people like to debate that if The Rock is black or not, and he did, The Rock doesn't count, so Kofi's technically the first, and I'm like, The Rock definitely counts. He was wearing Cole Hans and Versace shirts, and he's, his dad is Rocky Johnson, so we're not going to sit here and negate his blackness because his dad is very much black. So mm-hmm. I just I don't know. It's it's one of those things that as a black person I'm always gonna worry about. I'm always gonna worry about black people in the business that I love, that I watch, right, that I've given, you know, twenty something years of my life to. Which is kind of crazy right. to say I'm out loud. I'm just excited to see that G C W show. That's supposed to, I don't know if it's supposed to be all black people. I don't know if that's the right word to say. But the for it's like what for the cure or for the culture? For the culture, yeah. So, mm-hmm. Now I'll so I'll support that. I'll support that because I want all black people to win. 
But at the same time, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt because who knows how that's going to be. Like, who knows who's going to be there, what it's going to, you know, consist of. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm keeping an open mind I to know. it. I, I think uh, I think you guys will be heavily surprised. I think it's in good hands. I, I think we just got to wait. We can't really critique until we know, you know. Mm-hmm. So once, um, you know, once cards start rolling out, then we can have an opinion. But right now, we're just going to be happy and, and be excited and see what they got going for us in April. That's all we can do. That's all we can do. So I'm sitting here um, currently just looking up random stuff. And I want to ask you, what do you think about Finn's... Um, his heel turn in NXT. What do you think about that? And do you and do you think that more people from the main roster who quote unquote aren't doing shit or haven't you know really took off like they should should they come back to NXT and do what what Finn did? I feel like uh, I think the heel turn's great. I feel like I really only like Finn Balor if he's like borderline heel or a heel. Um, I feel like I only get invested in him when he's a heel mm-hmm. or like borderline heel. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, I know they did it with um, Tyler Breeze. He came back before that. I think that was like the first person I saw that was going back to NXT that was like, you know, stuff. Uh, I do think it's great. I mean, NXT... It's really not meant for that. It's meant to develop talent, but also too, NXT's coming to its own, being its own freestanding show. Right. And the fact that they have it on the USA Network, they do have to bring in some old people, I think, to get views. I, I think that mm-hmm. was a main reason why uh, they knew that they needed somebody older that was uh, on the main roster that's already been a veteran in NXT. Or considered a veteran in NXT, and obviously they can't bring Seth Rollins, so uh, Finn Balor is definitely, like you said, not doing anything. Uh, and I feel like the last few programs that he's had on the main roster have pretty much fallen flat. Um, so it is a good good idea. It definitely, I mean, look, the talent gets work. We get to see our favorite stars working, which is always good. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think, but I feel like if you bring more and more people back, NXT is going to have to be a way longer show. I agree. I agree. The only person I would say that I will, well, no, let me take that back. Let me take that back. I have a group of four that I will want to see back in NXT. Shinsuke, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and Sami Zayn. Those are really the only four that I will want back in NXT. And some like if it it doesn't have to be something that's like permanent or prolonged, but for like a month or two, give me a maybe a takeover match with somebody. I, I'm with that because some of their best moments and matches happen in NXT. And with them, you know, having been on the main roster for as long as they have been now, it'd be interesting to see them come back and do a program with. You know, Adam Cole, a Velveteen Dream, uh, a Killian Dane, a Matt Riddle. First of all, Matt Riddle is a fucking star. 
And the sooner he gets to the mat, the sooner he gets to the main roster, the happier I'll be. The one thing I'm concerned about though is I really hope Vince doesn't have have him put on fucking shoes. That's gonna piss me off. Because he did that shit with Rusev. Rusev also broke an ankle though, so true. True. Yeah. True. That's what did that. I don't think that had anything to do with it. I think if Rusev probably wouldn't have broken his ankle, it would have been a different story. But also, Matt Riddle's been in the UFC, so he's used to fighting barefoot. So Matt Riddle is really a fucking star. And I was having a conversation with somebody the other day where I was like, I think that if Matt Riddle turned heel, he would really be, you know how heels are like the cool thing now? Everybody likes the fucking heel when it didn't used to be that way. It was only like fucking Stone Cold was the only quote unquote bad good guy. Matt Riddle, if he were to turn heel, everybody would love him because he's not he's not somebody that you can hate. Even when he would if he were to do like fucked up shit, you still couldn't hate him because he's a dick and people love dicks. He reminds me. He reminds me of RVD a little bit. How so? Um, you remember the program when it was like the build up to ECW one night stand and it was RVD versus Cena? Yes. 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 So when you said Matt Riddle Hill, my mind instantly went to that. And you were like a hill that everybody would still like because he can't. Yeah. That's that. Because, I mean, technically, I mean, at that time, John Cena was everybody's hope. Like, everybody loved John Cena at that time. John Cena's never been a true heel. Like, people just hate John Cena after the fact because he was getting all the opportunity. Yeah, he got all the opportunity. But at that time, that wasn't a time where everybody was like, I hate John Cena. Uh, I don't think that really happened until like later 2000s. Um, but I mean, for the ECW One Night Stand show, of course, everybody's cheering for the ECW stars. Mm-hmm. But like that whole feud back and forth, Bob Van Dam was the hill. Right. So when it came to that show, everybody was cheering for fucking Rob Van Dam. And that, that, that was the greatest thing because i'm like, like you got you got the if if cena wins the riot sign like that was a, a moment it in was wwe history like it was definitely a moment i missed and that show i wish they would do one night stand again and do it the right way to the listeners ECW. if you want to go watch a good match watch ecw one night stand john cena versus rob van dam the energy in that place was fucking amazing the match was fucking energy. amazing like yeah, that's something I definitely recommend. I, yeah. definitely. I wish they would bring. I wish they would bring uh, one night stand back uh, instead of trying to bring. I think where they messed up was they tried. They thought that they had money, uh, knowing that sometimes you can only lightning only strikes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Never strikes the same place twice. First of all, uh, it wasn't so. gonna be real ECW because it ain't had my guy New Jack. Like, that's first, oh, and, for, that's first was, and foremost. They was not about to give New Jack no way. Give my guy New Jack back, man. New Jack is the realest motherfucker on planet oh, Earth. Oh, he's wild. He's uh, definitely wild. Uh, I've seen the, uh, the documentary where he was talking about he used to come out at, um, for his matches on cocaine and shit because he knew he was going to do some wild shit. Man. Yeah, he's wild. <laughs> man. <laughs> New Jack was a wild motherfucker, man. New Jack was a wild motherfucker. But he was so goddamn um, real. He wasn't that. He wasn't that. It wasn't like he was, you know, that good. And that's that. That's how I was for. Oh, I'm about to get in my fucking bag. I feel it. 
That's how it was for a lot of wrestling back then. Motherfuckers wasn't really good. They just had good characters. They were just doing wild. Yeah, they were doing wild. Shit. They were doing wild shit. They had good characters. You look at ECW. The matches weren't always fire, but the energy was crazy. And motherfuckers were doing wild shit. You look at old WCW. Motherfuckers wasn't like it wasn't great matches all the fucking time. The energy was wild. Yeah. The characters was great. You look at old WWE. Don't look at old WWE because that shit stinks. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna oh, lie wow. to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, have you ever, have you ever just sat there and be like, man, I really want to watch a Bruno San Martino match. I really want to oh, watch. No, I don't. I don't watch anything past my my era. Like, if it's before '92, it's I, fucking trash. I ain't really. All I ain't that. Going there. All that shit is trash, and that's why I think I. That's another reason why I hate Hulk Hogan so much because he was not that fucking good and his finisher was a fucking leg drop. You know yeah, how trash I, you got to be to lose to a leg drop? Listen, I I tweeted. I literally asked a question and they tried to destroy me on Twitter because I said that anybody could have been Hulk Hogan. Like, anybody. You could have made anybody Hulk Hogan. Yeah, you could have made anybody Hulk Hogan, so... I, they tried to make Luke or a fucking thing. I know Let, he just had no pers- personality. That's the only thing that hurt him. Fucking Lex. <laughs> oh my yeah. fucking god! Somebody tweeted me. Um, I think one of my homeboys. Um, he was like, uh, "Shout out to the Dusty Rose slander." I will slander what? Dusty Rose. Today. Uh, Dusty Rose is a great. Why? Because he was a great promoter, he was a great personality, but in ring, what the fuck did he do? Nothing. I've never really wanted to. I'm telling you, these old people, these old matches. I've never just sat here and be I like, can't let, I can't, I can't, let, I can't let you do that to Dusty. I, rest in peace to the guy, but no, no, can't no. Let, can't let, can't let you could say anybody but him. Look, man, I'm. I did. I don't have no discrimination. Okay, everybody, everybody can get it. Everybody, okay, you feel how you feel? You gotta have the box with God off. I, don't know. I got a box with God because Dusty. I'm watching those dusty rolls. You don't have the box with God on that one. Too. I mean, not here with us. We are not speaking on him. I'm just saying, like, you, like nobody's going back and watching these old matches and just really wasting time doing that. Like, if it's yeah. pre 90, I'm going back to Shawn Michaels. So, yeah, if it, that's if literally the furthest, that's the furthest uh, back out go. I'm not going any further back than that. Like I'm not yeah. like, like when they would put all these old guys in the Hall of Fame and they would you know come up and talk. I'd be like, "Yo, I've never seen one of your matches." Hey. Like, <laughs> I I'm think weak. it was the one where they put in uh, the Von Erics one time. I was like, "Who the fuck are these guys?" The fuck is the Von? Yeah, Eric? I didn't even lie to you. That and one, like, I was like, uh... like, I know my wrestling history. I know who I know who they are. But I'm not gonna sit up here and tell you that I've ever actually watched a Watch full the match, match who they faced. Like I'm not watching these matches. I'm not. Why would I watch a fucking match going for 30 minutes where all they do is fucking headlocks and drop toe holes when I can watch something right now and I got motherfuckers being F5 off off the top of a cage or some shit? Yeah, is, it's definitely changed. Like it, it definitely like. Could you imagine watching wrestling if they're doing that now? You'd be so pissed. But that was the thing back then. That was they they jig. Like, I think we got spoiled. Like, you had people like Jeff Hardy coming out, and it was like, 
Man, look. The training this guy had was like backyard wrestling. Like he was training himself. And he, he was doing some wild shit. Like, doing wild shit. Doing mm-hmm. wild shit. Like it really, it really makes you think like <laughs> when did motherfuckers start getting this crazy? Like when did people start testing these limits? It was like, okay, let's do this. Because if you if you look at, you know, if a if a match from that style back then were to be wrestled now, it is literally the most boring shit in the world. But also, those people who wrestle those styles are considered, you know, the best. They're the safest workers. Yeah, um, I mean, they I, got it from the luchadors. I mean, of course, lucha luchadors was doing all the flips and, and the speed and all of that. Of course, you know, why we gonna do none of that shit? Shout out to them folks. They really changed the game. Yeah, they never yeah. you know, white people ain't ain't did that. Somebody they got that for somebody else. Like white, always, like they get everything. White people steal everything. I really gotta stop being uh, mean. They don't steal everything. So sometimes they make their own stuff, but it ain't as good. Like pumpkin pie. Like, like I see what you was doing. <laughs> like, you trying to... An avocado toast. You thought you was trying to make sweet potato pie, but you didn't have the ingredients. So you was like, "Hey, pumpkin's orange, sweet potatoes is orange." Pumpkin pie. Maybe they might not do know the difference. No, bitch, we can tell the difference that it's not good. <laughs> I gotta stop being being mean to white people on podcasts so people will be like, oh, he really hates white people. I don't hate white people. I love white people. Yeah, white I ain't people gonna yeah, I ain't gonna sit here and let you be flame white people up and just they gonna be like, Oh, she's racist. And I'm no, never gonna get no work. We're not see, I'm not racist, she's not racist. Like, this is not a racist podcast. I just like to have fun. I like to make fun of people. I'll make fun of myself. Like it's okay. That's how you get through life. You fucking make jokes. Okay? You fucking make jokes. Right. It's okay. Let's not be sensitive over things that are said. I promise you, these are just jokes. For the record, pumpkin pie is horrible and white it people def- should be ashamed. It is definitely horrible. It is I definitely horrible. You ever been but tricked? You no know one is good. <laughs> Patty LaBelle sweet potato pie. Now that's a pie right there. Like I know a patty pie from anywhere too. So if it's store bought and you bring it to the function, I know it's a patty pie. It's okay though. I'm I've had a store bought apple pie before, and it really got me upset when I found out it was store bought because I thought somebody made it for me, and they didn't make it, and they ended up revealing to me that it was a, a store bought pie, and I've never been so but upset. It didn't taste no different. It but did. It didn't taste no different. But it was so delicious. Okay. I love apple pie. I love okay. apple pie. That's like I like I like cherry, I like pie. cherry pie over apple pie. No, oh, see, no, like, no, nope. Mm-hmm. And I like blueberry pie over apple pie as well. So you're just not really gonna get it. Blueberry apple pie is not bad. Yeah, blueberry pie is fine. What's wrong with you? Blueberry pie is fire. If you ain't never had it, you can't speak on it. But I it's fire. Blueberry pie. Fire over apple pie. That is that is that is terrible. I really hope the listeners. Like chastise. All right, apple pie is all right. Apple pie is a top tier pie. Apple pie is the pie. Apple pie Mm -hmm. is the the John Cena, the Brock Lesnar of pies. It's not a. It's it's, all right. All right, I'm not gonna sit up here and let you slander apple pie. That's what we know. I'm not slandering apple pie. You're just trying to convince me that it's the best pie, and it's not. It is. 
Warm up an apple pie right now and then tell me it ain't the best pie you ever had in your life. Throw some whipped cream on it with some vanilla ice cream. Best pie you ever had in your life. You can't do you, you can't do that with blueberries. I only, I only eat one. I only eat ice cream with one pie, and it is blueberries. So <laughs> who is eating ice cream? With blueberry, you might be you might be a cop. Good. You might be a cop. I'm not. It's good, and especially if it's homemade blueberry pie, it's fire. You're tripping. Homemade blueberry pie. <laughs> oh my goodness, man! I can't believe that's you. All my, my, that's all my great grandma would make. That and um, now she did make a pie and it was apple and rhubarb, and that's fire, but mm. that's it. It's like mm. it gotta have some wit, you gotta have some with it, mm. and then mm. always good. Apple pie is just not good by itself, it's it's a regular pie. Okay. Like, if I'm going to McDonald's, I'm getting the cherry pie over, I'm getting, I'm not, I'm not getting the. Apple pie from McDonald's. Oh my goodness. This is this is yeah, really this is disappointing. Cherry pie. This is so disappointing. Yeah, cherry pie from McDonald's. I just apple pie just lasts. Like it can't be last. Apple pie is the originator. Apple apples okay. are what started the planet. Okay, don't okay. And listen, Everything just because it was is because, just of because it was just because it was first don't mean it was the great. It's the greatest, okay? All right. You got it. You got it. I ain't, I ain't going to sit up here and argue with you about this goddamn pie when I know what I know to be true. I do have a mm-hmm. question for you. I do have a question for you. So going okay. back to um to shirts. So uh, a couple of people wanted me to ask you once I revealed to them oh, that you Lord. about your um your year 316 shirts. Yeah, oh, some, yeah some people that like them some people that hated them, and some people that were just like, "Who does she think she is?" So I want you. Okay, well, first of all, first of all, I can fight. <laughs> so, who name names? If you really about that life, send me your at and send me your location. If you didn't like the shirt, or if you was like, I don't know why somebody was like, "Who who does she think she is?" I mean, just because I'm not new, from New York, is that was that the thing? I think that's what it was. People, you know, felt like you may have been quote unquote appropriating the culture but well my- jokes on you because somebody from new york told me to make the turn and i did so oh so you got a big dog call. you got clearance yeah i got i definitely got clearance i got a co-sign to do that so don't yeah don't speak on everything that you don't know about like i didn't just wake up like clearly i didn't wake up and just like i'm gonna make a yard 316 shirt like that wasn't even on my roster like <laughs> uh, I, didn't, I didn't even watch the shows where that was being chanted. Like, so literally, I saw it on the timeline. People was talking about it, but I just scrolled on right on past. And, um, oh, that was a special request shirt. Yeah. And somebody was like, DM me and was like, hey, how about we run these shirts? Hey, so I, I support did. it. I support it. One thing that I want y'all to understand is that I am here for mostly everybody black. Okay, I know earlier I said I want everybody black to win, but obviously some black people just can't win because they don't deserve to win. But most of the people... Or they're Uncle Tom. I'm sorry, that was funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I agree. I, I agree. But I want... I I'm want just people... saying, like, he's got to prove him... Like, somebody got to prove him wrong. Like, you can't just come out and just, just 
Uncle Tom is a wild. That's a harsh word. Like, that's a harsh word. That's, that's, that's something wild. Like people was DMing me or they was tweeting and DMing me and they were like, I had to look up the definition of Uncle Tom. And then when I did, I was shocked. And I was like, that's a wild term. Like that's something that you don't ever want to be called. Yeah, that's that's ever. a crazy label. Especially if you're black. That's a crazy. So I'm like, he must have did some wild old D stuff in Ring of Honor for him to say that. Because what? Yeah, when, when you give somebody a label, you got to make sure, you know, that that jacket fits. fits. Got to make sure the jacket fits. But um, I definitely want everybody, you know, black to win. I want I want people to know that they have a space. I want people to know that they are supported. So if you don't like what Alexis is doing, guess what? Don't like it. Y'all, y'all got to understand that everything isn't for everybody. Everything isn't for you. You don't have to necessarily give your opinion on everything. Okay, because at the end of the day, that's not taking money out of her pocket. You understand? Man, I've done so many. I've done so many different shirts. So like, I've done cartoony shirts, and I like said how much I hate the cartoon shirts that WWE did. So mm-hmm. I went back and I made my own cartoon shirt, and it was the New Day, and it was them, uh, like the um, the Olympics, uh, where um. They won the Olympics, and what was it? I can't think of the year right now. I'm too tired. Um, and it was the Field of Power shirt, uh, and that shirt blew up. Like I'm talking about, they Kobe saw it, E saw it, Xavier saw it. It was like wild. Like I'm at All Out, and I'm with the homie, and he's text. He's getting a text from Big E, and was like, "Yo, that Littlefoot shirt is crazy." Like. Kobe, I'm at a show sitting third row and Kofi comes out from his match and he screams my name. Like the, that's wild to me. Like and so that my mission's accomplished. I really I really don't even make shirts to make money. I I make shirts for pretty much the recognition. Like it's it's literally changed my life over the last two years, three years I've been doing it. So oh, I, I really got I don't really don't even care about people's opinion because I'm doing my thing. So that's good. That's that. That's what I like to hear. That's what I support. I'm all about it. Um, get the people to run down for what you got going on. You know, your Twitter, any new shirts you got coming out. Just give them the whole spiel. Yeah, uh, the theme Bray Wyatt shirt is going to be out um, November first. Uh, shout out to the champ Bray Wyatt. Uh, that will be available uh, at alexlittlefoot.com/shop. My Twitter is Young Littlefoot, Y U N G, uh, Littlefoot, and my Instagram is the same, Young Littlefoot. And that's where you can find me. I don't got any other social medias but that. And if you find me on Facebook, I will not add you back. <laughs> don't go stalking people on Facebook. That's kind of creepy. Facebook's like for family and like old people. Like, just don't. I, get- I don't even post on Facebook. I'm just be on that Facebook marketplace selling a whole bunch of shit that I don't, I don't Facebook need. marketplace has some fire shit. I'm not going to lie to you. For the low, too. For the very low. Nah, I, made I, two, I, made, I made two sales back-to-back, two days back-to-back when I've been, because I've been going through a whole room renovation, so I've been um, selling old stuff that I don't need. And I'm, I made like a hundred and something bucks already in two days. So Facebook marketplace, folks, if you don't know, you should go there and get you some cheap stuff. All right, it's some good call. It's some good quality stuff there too. All right. There you go. 
I like to thank everybody for listening. Okay, again, I appreciate you guys' support. I do this for you. If there's any guests you guys want me to bring on, hit me up at Undisputed Hater. Hit me up at Middle Initial T. You know, just talk to me. We'll get them on. We'll make something happen. This is for the people. Understand, this is for the people. This is for my community, my people. Okay, it's regular folk just doing regular things, talking wrestling, talking life. All right? This has been the Undisputed Hater Podcast with your host, Marcus, Middle Initial T, and me and Young Littlefoot are out.